The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Thursday, August 11th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you buy earbuds and headphones using the code BBNC at tweakedaudio.com. The U.S. still leads in the Olympics with 32 medals, 11 of them gold. Swimmer Katie Ledecky won another gold last night. Michael Phelps tonight will go for his 22nd gold medal. Even though it's legal in four states and Washington, D.C., the DEA says it will not reclassify marijuana, leaving it in the government's dangerous category alongside heroin. Two states' governors had asked it be reclassified, but the DEA denied that request, saying its decision is based on science, declaring there is no accepted medical use for weed. Half our 50 states now allow some form of medical marijuana, but the DEA says it is neither effective nor safe. The DEA has, however, agreed to more research. In the latest developments in the presidential race, Donald Trump called President Obama the founder of ISIS last night at a campaign rally in Virginia. Referring to the president by his full name, Barack Hussein Obama, Trump said, quote, He is the founder of ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS, okay? He's the founder. He founded ISIS. And I would say the co-founder is crooked Hillary Clinton. The crowd cheered. The crowd also chanted, lock them up, when Trump called the media disgusting for reporting his nothing-you-can-do-except-Second-Amendment comment this week. The latest daily UPI poll shows Trump has now won back the support he'd lost in the week after the two-party conventions. The alleged Russian hacking of emails at the Democratic National Committee may be bigger than anyone thought. The New York Times says more than 100 people and groups had their emails caught up in the hack, and that more embarrassing revelations for the Democrats may come between now and Election Day. Before she became Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton promised to stop working for her husband's worldwide charity, the Clinton Foundation, and perhaps she did. But a new batch of her emails, just released by the State Department, showed two of her staffers communicated with the Foundation while she served in the globally important government role of Madam Secretary. A conservative group had filed a lawsuit forcing the State Department to release more emails it reviewed during its internal investigation of Clinton's private email server. These newly revealed emails have a Clinton Foundation lawyer communicating with two State Department staffers. In one, the lawyer asks for a meeting between a billionaire donor and the U.S. ambassador to Lebanon about an unspecified problem in Lebanon. The other is about a job recommendation for someone who neither worked for the State Department nor the Foundation. Donald Trump says it shows Clinton was corrupt as Secretary of State. Quoting him, she views public office as nothing more than a means to personal enrichment. The State Department says it's common practice for its people to be in touch with charities. The Clinton campaign says this one only got attention because this charity bears her family's name. And the campaign says Clinton herself was never involved in the communications, just as she had promised. As it does in murder cases, the Washington, D.C. Police Department is offering a $25,000 reward for information leading to the conviction of a killer. The victim in this case was 27-year-old Seth Rich, who worked at the Democratic National Committee. His death came less than two weeks before embarrassing DNC emails were made public by WikiLeaks. Now, based on Internet rumors, WikiLeaks is offering an additional reward for information on the killer of Seth Rich. The rumors say Rich is the DNC staffer who turned over to WikiLeaks more than 20,000 emails, including some that showed the party's headquarters 
trying to push Bernie Sanders out of the race. They are just rumors, but WikiLeaks and the D.C. police are investigating. The police say they haven't found any evidence of a connection between the leaks and the death of Seth Rich. In fact, D.C. police may not have any leads, saying the department is grateful for the extra reward money. The rumor-squashing website Snopes says there is no evidence Rich was the source of the leak. The NRA isn't through with Hillary Clinton. It sided even more closely with Donald Trump when Trump made his nothing-you-can-do-except-Second-Amendment remark this week. On Twitter, the gun group added the hashtag NeverHillary, and the pro-gun lobby began its push against her the very next day in a massive ad campaign in the swing states. The NRA is spending $3 million on airtime, TV, and cable on top of production costs for the ad itself. The ads say Clinton, quote, doesn't believe in your right to keep a gun at home for self-defense. In truth, Clinton hasn't said that or anything critical of the Second Amendment. She's proposed things upon which 90% of Americans agree, including universal background checks. Any laws beyond that, she's proposed negotiating whatever makes sense. Trump says Clinton would choose Supreme Court justices who would rule against guns. The NRA says Trump's correct. The NRA says gun rights are on the ballot this November. To paint Clinton as a hypocrite, the NRA TV spots show her getting armed protection while plotting to take gun protection away from voters. Clinton and Trump have agreed to take part in three public debates between now and Election Day, even though two of those debates are up against NFL games. Separately, Trump and the NFL had complained about the conflict, but with 256 games a season, the Emmys, and more, debate planners say conflicts were nearly impossible to avoid. Clinton jumped at the invitation. Now Trump has signed on as well. The first debate is Monday, September 26th. The second is Sunday, October 9th. The third and final on Wednesday, October 19th. The first and last debates are supposed to be fairly traditional, 15 minutes per topic, two minutes per answer, and some back and forth between the candidates. The second debate, the middle debate on October 9th, is a town hall format in which half the questions come from the audience, half from the moderator. Trump said he may bow out if he doesn't like the moderators. Quoting him, certain moderators would be unacceptable. Absolutely. I will demand fair moderators. Trump says he won all the primary debates and expects to win these, adding, I look forward to the debates. The debate circuit runs from Long Island to St. Louis and then to Las Vegas for what could be the fight of the century, Trump versus Clinton. There will also be one debate between the vice presidential candidates. Trump's Mike Pence and Clinton's Tim Kaine will square off in Farmville, Virginia. Relatively unknown, both men are considered a bit vanilla, but Mike Pence has picked up more of a following. A new poll shows Trump's running mate has a more favorable rating with Republican voters than Tim Kaine has with Democrats. In fact, Kaine's unfavorable rating has doubled since he became Clinton's running mate, so he has his work cut out. At least one red state will get to keep its voter ID law. A federal appeals court has now put a freeze on a lower court ruling that neutered the voter ID law in Wisconsin. And the appeals court seems likely to overturn that lower court's decision. Voter ID laws across the country are being challenged. North Carolina's ruled to be intentionally discriminatory and unnecessary. Now that there are conflicting appeals court rulings, voter ID laws may land in the hands of a shorthanded Supreme Court. Barack Obama made presidential history again last week with the biggest clemency order from the White House ever. He commuted the sentences of another 214 prisoners, the most ever in a single day in the past century. 
The president has now commuted more sentences than Bill Clinton, both Bushes, Reagan, Carter, Ford, Nixon, Johnson, and Kennedy combined, 562 to be exact. And with six months left in his term, Mr. Obama says, quote, I'm not done yet. He may be out to break the old record set by President Calvin Coolidge. Coolidge commuted nearly 800 sentences during his six years in office. Obama's commutations helped carry out a Justice Department order that frees thousands of prisoners doing long stretches for nonviolent crimes because of some misguided law and order efforts back in the 1980s. Quoting the president, this is a country that believes in second chances. Now in its fourth year with over three million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. You know, I hear so many good things from listeners about the earbuds and headphones they've purchased at Tweaked Audio. Now, they did this partly because they're loyal listeners who want to support this free daily newscast, but they came away very impressed with the quality of these earbuds. They love the prices, and so will you. By going through my link, you not only support news and comment, you save an additional one-third off the already low prices. Just use the code BBNC when you check out. Tweaked audio earbuds are warranted for life and specially designed to reduce outside noise. So you'll hear me and everything better with earbuds and headphones from Tweaked Audio. You'll find a choice of styles and colors, even natural wood grain. Save a third off Tweaked Audio's already amazing prices and get free shipping anywhere in the world. Just click the Tweaked Audio banner at buzzburbank.com. Delta Airlines' attempts at getting back up to speed have hit some turbulence. The airline was paralyzed early Monday morning after what's explained as a power outage took the airline's entire computer system offline. The airline now says the power outage was caused by a small fire. A thousand flights were canceled Monday, nearly a thousand on Tuesday, but even on Wednesday, hundreds of flights were kept grounded by computer troubles. Most of the major airlines are using outdated computer systems, one of them using a system it inherited from an airline that went out of business in 1980-something. It was 1991 when, to trim the budget and wipe out annoying government regulations, Congress killed the federal inspection of amusement parks. For 35 years, that job was left to states and counties. Although there are tens of thousands of minor injuries each year, there's been very little serious injury or death from amusement rides. But the subject of federal regulation was reopened this week after the death of a 10-year-old boy who fell from the world's largest water slide in Kansas City decapitated on a slide taller than both the Statue of Liberty and Niagara Falls. Also over the weekend, three girls ages 6 to 16 were seriously hurt when they were dumped out of a Ferris wheel car about 50 feet off the ground. They landed on a metal casing around the ride mechanism. The 6-year-old got a traumatic brain injury, no word on her prognosis. The 16-year-old arrived in critical condition but is now stable. The 10-year-old is stable with a broken arm. The Greene County Fair was shut down after that. It reopened yesterday, except for the Ferris wheel, which is headed back to the manufacturer. The girls appear to have been dumped out of the ride when it malfunctioned, flipping their open compartment upside down. I didn't know about him, but hundreds of thousands of kids did. For 30 years, W. Carter Murbriar was TV's Captain Noah. He was a pioneer in children's programming, and by the time he was on in 22 cities around the country, he had a bigger audience than Sesame Street and Captain Kangaroo combined. Originating from Philadelphia's Channel 6, Captain Noah and his magical arc started as a religious show. That was in the late 60s. In the swinging 70s, it became a secular show for kids, and the guests included John Lennon, Stevie Wonder, and Charles Barclay. 
Merbriar's day jobs included Lutheran pastor and police chaplain. Captain Noah has now passed at the age of 90. Like the captain named Kangaroo, he leaves behind fond memories. While looking out for some endangered species, we may have forgotten to preserve their food. A new study by Oregon State University shows that 24 of the world's biggest land-based predators are in decline. That's bears, lions, cougars, wolves, and more. Yes, hunting and poaching and a loss of habitat are among the main reasons, but there's one we've overlooked in watching over predators. We forgot to watch their prey. The study says only 7% of the animals eaten by the big animals are found in the areas where those big animals remain. And the study says without that prey, without that food, the big animals would be the first to disappear. Walmart and a meth lab, one-stop shopping in the western New York town of Amherst. There, police accidentally discovered a meth lab inside a large storm sewer pipe buried beneath a Walmart parking lot. As if being a cop or a firefighter weren't hard enough, they were down there in hazmat suits, throwing up plastic bottles, chemicals, aerosol cans, and of course, crystal methamphetamine in front of a Walmart. They say the lab tables were wooden pallets stacked to keep the goods out of the water in which the meth makers stood. Police are now poring over the store's security footage for suspects' faces. One city official expressed a perfectly natural reaction to the meth lab discovery, saying, if this had plugged up the sewer, it would have caused problems. There are, from time to time, complaints about a guest at an Airbnb. This one's for the books. In Menlo Park, California, a woman says she discovered rooms she'd rented out in her house were being used to shoot porn. She discovered this when an upstairs bathtub had overflowed, causing damage to the floor below. Inspecting the damage, the owner found sex toys, video lighting, condoms, and a printed list of graphic sex scenes. The owners posted all of this on YouTube and Facebook, saying, I gave my key to someone. Airbnb didn't even check their identification. Airbnb says it will cover the repairs and is taking action against the guest. The homeowner says she felt comfortable about her new tenant at first, describing her as a clean young woman in her 20s. Quoting the owner, I thought to myself, what could be the worst case? What, she means to ask, could possibly go wrong? And finally, speaking as we were about amusement park accidents, Dopey fell on Goofy this week at Disney World in Orlando. The worker wearing the dwarf costume from Snow White fell from the deck of a boat during a dance of Disney characters. He landed on the deck below, specifically on top of Goofy. In words I never thought I'd hear myself say, Dopey and Goofy are okay. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening, and thanks for supporting the show. Sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network.